This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. We have allowed ourselves to become so disconnected and ignorant about something that is as intimate as the food that we eat. Be prepared to grow your own for victory. God said I need somebody strong enough to clear trees and heave bales, yet gentle enough to yean lambs and wean pigs and tend the pink foamed pullets who will stop his mower for an hour to splint the broken leg of a meadowlark. So God made a farmer. Hello and welcome to the Modern Homesteading Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about building skills that uh, other than what we consider traditional homesteading skills, there's many skills you can develop that can you know help you take steps towards self-sufficiency and sustainability. And and today I want to look at what they're not those normal you know what we consider homesteading skills. I think like you know it, what I want to talk about today doesn't doesn't have the um, the satisfaction of walking through a garden and picking a tomato. It, it doesn't have the, the sense of responsibility of, of taking care of livestock. It, it doesn't even, you know, hold the, um, the appeal of, of preserving your food for winter. Uh, these are the less glamorous things. These are the things you may not even want to do sometimes, but they're absolutely necessary. They'll absolutely make you more self-sufficient and sustainable. And we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, today's homesteading updates. I want to talk about, you know, we've been doing lots of canning around here lately, putting up the green beans, putting up the beets, putting up, you know, more pickles. But I mean, just, you know, I make uh, sauerkraut, uh, just lots of stuff going up, you know, uh, I don't know. We've been, we've been picking a lot of things lately and uh, trying to preserve it. A few things went in the freezer. A few things went straight into making food that we're eating right now. And, and quite a bit's going into to canning. So we've been doing a lot of that. Um, lots of pruning. You know, I always find this time of the year, the garden starts getting a little bit out of control. You know, things start getting crazy. The tomatoes just go haywire. They're, they're everywhere. You got to prune them back. Um, the trees, uh, I mean, I've got some trees that just start really uh, bushy trees that really stick out. The mulberry gets crazy this time of the year. Just cutting things back a little bit, you know, making some of the comfrey. Oh my goodness. You talk about pruning back some comfrey. Uh, you know, I always feel like I'm wasting a little bit, a little bit of that, putting it in the compost, even though I know it's a great compost activator, but I mean, I covered all the beds, put it everywhere I could think of, fed the animals with it, did everything I could think of to do with it, and I still had a ton of it. So, you know, I probably put two wheelbarrowfuls in the compost pile. So, you know, lots of pruning back, getting things cleaned up, straightened up, looking better, uh, doing a lot of that here the last uh, week or so. Also finished planting my uh, late season garden, uh, got the kale in the ground, got some more beets, got some uh, turnips. Uh, let's see, I put some um, okra um spinach carrots uh, just a few things that we're going to be growing later in the season so uh you know got all that planted last weekend and and uh, already a bunch of it popping up i noticed the uh, the beets and the turnips both are up um some of the kale starting to pop up 
haven't really looked at the other stuff. But yeah, I already got a lot of it already popping up in just a few days. So uh, it's germinating and it's doing well. I got my seeds. You know, I um, this year I took some shortcuts. I had a lot of saved seeds from last year, but I, I, there was a lot I didn't have. And I didn't really feel like going and, and doing an order online. So honestly... I just ran down to Walmart and I picked up some extra seeds, uh, some things I want, wanted early this spring, and I was very, very disappointed with those seeds. I, I've I've used them in the past, you know, a couple years ago, and I had pretty good luck. But this year I got really poor germination with them, and the stuff just doesn't seem to be doing as well as it, you know, like last year when I used uh, an online uh, heirloom seed company. Um, th- th- for this uh, late season, I went ahead and ordered my seeds for this late season planting and i went ahead and ordered them for for next spring as well and i got them from the seed guy uh the seed guy.net i believe it is and um they got like really good seed packages i've bought from them in the past and had really really good uh, turnout with their seeds and for a really good price good heirloom stuff a lot of it i've seed saved and i've been able to use year after year but uh, i needed another package because a lot of my seeds were getting kind of old and i just didn't want to i just thought yeah because i the last time i got a package from them was three or four years ago and i was like well those seeds are getting pretty old so some of them that were left so uh, and i didn't see seed save some of that stuff when i should have so i bought another package uh it was like an 80 70 something dollar package uh, with tax and shipping and everything and uh, you know i always like their seeds so i'm those are what's already popping up germinating real well so again i'm seeing real good results from what i get from them so i uh, highly recommend them i did have a little bit of a shipping issue with them and uh, they had made a mistake and i got a hold of them and they quickly resolved it even made a phone call to me and resolved it really quick so very good customer service and you know mistakes happen i don't hold that against them it's just uh they kind of got something overlooked and you know it says three to five days on their on their website well several you know like 10 days later i hadn't seen that it shipped and i called them and some things got overlooked in the and they process there and uh, boy they were very apologetic and, and very quick to ship it ship it out to me and i think i got it just a couple days later so um quick resolve and you know i like i said i don't hold anything against anybody when mistakes happen it's how you handle that mistake that that's what makes a difference with me and they handled it very very well and um so i'll definitely always do business with them as long as they you know keep doing things like that so very pleased with their with their operation and they're like i said they're a small operation couple people husband and wife i believe just doing it and uh they do a lot of business so uh, yeah check them out if you're looking for some seeds um let's just jump into our main topic the other homesteading skills I guess why I wanted to talk about this is because just recently I found myself knee deep in a homesteading project, literally, and it's not the kind of homesteading project you want to do, probably not even the kind of homesteading project you want to hear me talk about, but it's a homesteading project nonetheless, and and, and when we talk about homesteading, it's it's easy to picture going out and tending that garden and feeding that livestock and sweating in the kitchen, preserving and putting up the harvest. But, you know, homesteading goes far beyond those things. And sometimes it looks like everyday upkeep and maintenance and repair around your homestead. And um, you probably uh, seen me post about this if you follow me on social media or anything. But recently I had an opportunity to be reminded of this when I had a main sewer line issue. And eventually I ended up having to, to bust up my cement floor out of my basement all the way across my basement floor, dig down about three feet to replace my drain pipe. And uh, this got me thinking about how sometimes we don't tend to focus on the skills enough that make us self-sufficient in doing these kind of repairs on our homestead. So today, let's just talk about four areas of skill building 
that that can help us to become more self-sufficient in, in what I like to call the other homesteading skills. And the first one I'll talk about just because I had the recent you know, opportunity to, to, to hone my skills in it is plumbing. Uh, plumbing deals with two things. It deals with water coming into your homestead and, and wastewater leaving. And uh, one is obviously more pleasant to work with than the other. <laughs> I mean, uh, dealing with the sewer lines is, is definitely messy work, and it's not pleasant. Neither one are pleasant, really. You're usually in awkward positions up under a sink or, you know, down in a basement up under a crawl space or something like that. So it's not always the, the funnest thing to work on, but it's important to know how to do it. Learning to work uh, with plumbing can come in real handy for a lot of homesteading projects, such as irrigation systems, rainwater harvesting systems, building aquaponic systems, livestock watering setups, and many many of the projects you, you actually enjoy doing and working on around your homestead, uh, plumbing will help you dive into those. But the things you will be most glad you learned plumbing skills for will be basic plumbing repairs. When something breaks or just isn't working right, um, repairs can cost hundreds or even thousands of dollars and um, and many times basements uh, can flood and can ruin things like furnaces, water heaters, and that can only just add to the expense. So being able to to diagnose and quickly repair a, a plumbing issue can be really important. So what, what kind of things might you want to uh, focus on in learning plumbing? Well, you might want to first find out what kind of plumbing your homestead has. Does it have copper pipes, galvanized steel, PVC, PEX? PEX is a kind of recent on the scene, and that's a really, really good one to work with. I'm really enjoying that one. I've kind of did a lot of changing over. Uh, well, actually, when I first moved into my house, we had a lot of galvanized um, steel pipes. You know, This is 20-something years ago, and started changing a lot of that over to PVC as things have busted, and we just kind of changed things and, and put PVC in. But now I'm really seeing the value on the water lines, your incoming water lines of switching over to to PEX lines and it's a lot easier to work with and has a lot of benefits but find out what you have and even determine whether you need to switch some stuff over or not as time goes on but uh, knowing what your homestead has will will kind of give you an idea on the areas you need to learn like for instance if you have copper pipes you're going to want to learn how to solder those put those together and solder those pipes and it's a skill I mean there's a little trick to that my grandpa taught me how to do that when I was probably like 12 or 13 I remember he had to go and and he was just a handyman. He, people would call him, and he'd go around and do a lot of jobs for people. So he'd take me with him sometimes. And I remember um, him showing me how to, to take a propane torch and, and solder uh, uh, copper water lines. So that was kind of cool. But you know, learn how to fix those things. Learn how to work on those. Learn how to make repairs on all the types of plumbings your homestead has, whatever that is. Uh, copper, galvanized, steel, PVC, or PEX. Just, just you know, learn about those things. Learn how they work. Learn how to put them together. Purchase the necessary tools for working on your plumbing. Uh, there are some specialty tools for some of that stuff. You know, uh, for years I cut PVC with like a sawzall or a hacksaw. And then I found, I found something called PVC cutters. And uh, wow, snip, snip, snip. You can just, it cranks up and kind of ratchets and it just pops that pipe and cuts it. And it makes it. When you're working with PVC, it makes them so much quicker and easier to work with. So something like that. Just figure out the tools you need. Keep the uh, the the uh, the glue and things like that on hand that you'll need to make a repair, and um, you know, or whatever you need. Uh, you might need the uh, plumber's tape to 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 seal up threads that you're putting together and things like that. Keep those things. You know, find out the necessary tools for working on your plumbing, and then also keep a few pieces of your type of plumbing on hand. Uh, keep a few feet of, of whatever you have, the sizes you might need. So keep some some um, couplers and things like that. Some some emergency pieces that you can make repairs with quickly if you need to. 
Also, figure out where to shut off your water. Probably the most important thing is figure out where to shut off your water at. Um, always know that about your homestead. Know where all the shutoffs are, where you can shut down the water. If you blow a pipe, how can you quickly get that shut off and, and possibly uh, reduce the amount of damage that happens because you got that shut off quickly? So those are just some tips for uh, learning plumbing and uh, what you might want to focus on learning. And, uh, and I'll tell you, folks, and I'll mention this several times, YouTube. You know, I, I almost hesitate and feel weird even mentioning that YouTube is the best place to learn these things, but it just is. I mean, when you can watch how to repair something, it's so much better than a lot of other ways you might learn. I mean, obviously, if you have a friend who's really good at this, calling them up, having them come over and help you and show you hands-on is the best way to do it. But second best is really YouTube. You can kick up a video and it can show you step-by-step on how to make a repair on something. And there's a video for everything. So I'll probably mention that on every one of these things I'm talking about today. But yeah, kick up YouTube and it can show you how to make a repair. Um, The second thing I'll talk about is carpentry. Basic carpentry skills have also served me very well over the years on my homestead and and can also make you more self-sufficient as well save you a lot of money. Um, It can be helpful when it comes to building coops, uh, pins, building arbors, trellises, just about any other building project on your homestead. You'll probably find this skill uh, helpful. You'll also find this skill is probably most uh, used and helpful in making uh, just basic repairs and maintenance on your homestead. You know, replacing some rotten wood or something like that in your house. I mean, just just finding places where it's going to be helpful. Uh, working in the barn, and replacing some boards here and there or something like that. Um, building a fence. I mean, I find that I use my basic carpentry skills all over the homestead. It, and I'm thankful. It's something that I grew up with. My dad, you know, he taught me how to, to, to build things at a very young age. I mean, like, you know, at six or seven years old, you know, he would have us pulling nails and, and hammering nails into things just i think well one because he wanted he would he would buy a lot of used lumber always he would get a whole he knew guys that were tearing down houses we even tore down some houses and barns things like that and we reused lumber all the time when i was a kid i remember we had piles of used lumber we'd stack it me and my brother's job was to pull all the nails out of that wood <laughs> so we'd go out there with hammers and crowbars and we'd get all those nails and then my dad was so frugal that we even had to sit there and straighten out any nails that were reusable. Like if they were not real, really bent up, we would have to sit there and tap them out and straighten them out and put them in jars. So we always had buckets and jars and whatnot of used nails that we could reuse. So me and my brother got a lot of experience pulling nails. Well, then we also got really good at driving in nails. My dad would have us hammering things together, putting things together. Um, so, you know, I got a lot of, you know, basic knowledge at a very young age on on uh, carpentry skills learned how to use saws you know you start with hand saws and, and move on into power tools you know using skill saws and sawzalls and, and you know even table saws and things like that um, but you know i think one of the most important things you can learn uh, when when learning how to do carpentry work is learning how to make accurate measurements that's something my dad taught me at a very young age that has been very handy my entire life the old uh, measure twice cut once uh quote you always want to do that. You want to make sure of your length. And, and, and you know, cutting to an accurate measurement is very, very important. And uh, so learning how to make accurate measurements. Learn how to read a tape measure and a ruler very accurately. I mean, right down to at least a sixteenth of an inch. You want to be able to read that that and get it get a good um, handle on that. It's not difficult, but there are some people who just don't know how to do it. So learn how to do that. Learn how to read a tape measure. Um, learn your basic carpentry skills. You know, 
if you're not good at driving a nail, you can do it. Just practice. It's one of them things that experience will be a great teacher, and the more you do it, you'll get better at it. Nowadays, a lot of things put together with screws. I mean, my cordless drill is the most used tool on my homestead, and I have a I have a Phillips uh, screw bit in it, and I have a lot of uh, wood screws and drywall screws and things like that that I use to. Uh, I used to put things together with, and uh, I keep a lot of screws and on hand, and um, I use that I use that drill several times a week to screw something together. Very seldom do I actually nail anything together anymore. It's almost always put together with screws, but occasionally there is something I nail together. But you you learn those basic carpentry skills, like I said, cutting, drilling, hammering, and nailing and things together. Um, those are really important skills to develop, and they will serve you well on your homestead for sure, and save you a lot of money, and and be a great addition to adding you know really useful uh, and beautiful things to your homestead. Uh, good carpenter skills can do that for you. The next thing I want to talk about is is something that can be kind of controversial on whether you should even mess with it or not. But in the way I'm going to talk about it, it, it I think it's something you do need to know, and that's basic electrical knowledge. Uh, this is one I mentioned carefully. Because making mistakes with basic electrical repair can be very dangerous. Not only could it kill you with the voltage, it can also cause fires and things like that. So be very, very careful and sure of what you're doing when you mess with electricity. Uh, it can be so dangerous, and that's why I also believe it's important, very important, for you to have some basic knowledge about how it works and even be able to make some minor repairs when necessary, possibly. Um one thing you should definitely know how to do when it comes to basic electricity is know how to shut the power off to any one area and or your entire homestead through your breaker box. Know how to do that. That's very, very important. Be able to kill the power to that, to where you might be working or there might be a problem. Uh, you should learn how to test an outlet or wires with a tester to see if there is electrical power present, especially if you're going to work on it. Uh, get you a nice tester. And, and figure out how to use it. There's kind that you plug right into an outlet that'll tell you. I don't really like that because it's only useful that for that one thing. I mean, it's easy. I mean, I like that part of it. But learn how to use a probe tester where you can actually poke it in there and touch wires with it, touch terminals with it, and a plug-in, touch light sockets, things like that, and determine whether there is electricity present. Learn how to use a tester. You should learn how to identify possible issues like frayed wires or signs of overheated wires, plugs, switches, or other electrical devices. Look for the burn marks, things like that. Tell when something's hot. Tell when there's possibly an issue, an electrical issue. Um, learn how to troubleshoot when there's not power getting to something. Look, Learn how to find, you know, backtrack and look at the breaker first. And then you start searching through wires and things like that and determine with your tester where voltage is going to and where it's not going to and then try to narrow down a problem. Learn how to do those kind of things. Troubleshooting is, is important because it can help you determine on whether it's something you can fix or not. Um, and you should probably learn how to make repairs on things like wires, plugs, and switches. If you're not comfortable with it, you don't feel like you know enough about it, you don't do it. Just don't. Get help. Pay for somebody to do it if you have to. But I think it's a very valuable thing to learn how to do. Again, the number one thing in that, learn how to shut the power off to those things that you're going to repair. And be sure about it. Learn how to use that tester so you can be sure about it. But I think, you know, making repairs on, you know, wires, plugs, and switches is a relatively easy thing. And it can save you a lot of money. And it makes you more self-sufficient. Uh, in learning those things. So I think it's an important thing to learn, at least the basics of it. Uh, e even even if it helps you just narrow down on what you need to call somebody to repair and maybe possibly keeps you from getting ripped off uh, from an electrician because you know enough 
to be able to determine whether or not what they're saying is true. So just having some basic electrical knowledge is important. Um, the, the, the last thing I want to talk about is mechanical skills, being a mechanic on your homestead, knowing how to do maintenance and repairs on the equipment you own, uh, can be a very valuable self-sufficiency skill. Uh, this can vary. This can go from anything on, from the vehicles you own to the lawnmower you have to your weed eater to your chainsaws to just any equipment that you have on your property. Tractors, what whatever you have. Um, knowing how to work on your equipment can save you a lot of money, and it can help you get many more years out of your equipment. The kind of things you you would probably want to learn is how to do an oil change, how to do a tune up, you know, change your plugs, change wires, things like that. Unless you have diesels, then you're getting into other things, of course, right? Uh, you know, learn how to do that tune up. Uh, learn how to tune up your, you know, your lawnmower, just throw a spark plug in and change your oil on that. Learn how to, um, you know, tighten the chain on a chainsaw and, and lube up a, a bar or change a bar, or change the plug, do things on a chainsaw. I mean, every piece of equipment you have is a little bit different. Learn how to do the basic maintenance on that. Learn how to grease and lube each thing you have. Uh, a lot of things have greasers. A lot of things don't have greasers these days. A lot of older equipment does. I've noticed a lot of newer equipment doesn't. A lot of it's sealed bearings, things like that, and they don't have greasers like they used to have but what does have a greaser learn how to grease those things learn how to replace belts things like lawnmowers your car your tractors uh, uh if you have a you know a, a, a riding lawnmower things like that learn how to, to change the belts on those things it's a very valuable skill to have uh, learn how to just do basic uh, maintenance repair uh, mechanic skills, learn those basic mechanic skills, learning how to use ratchets and screwdrivers and, yeah, you know, pliers and cutters and the things that you would use to, um, to make adjustments and do tune-ups on things. Very important skill. Again, I've been doing that since I was a young kid. My dad, before he ever got in the trucking business, he got in the trucking business when I was a teenager. Before that, uh, he owned a, well, it was a body shop slash mechanic shop. It was a, in a small town here in Indiana and it had a three bay mechanic shop and a three bay body shop on the other side. And, um, I worked in the body shop and the mechanic shop for years and years, uh, for my dad. So I learned a lot about painting cars, working on cars, you know, everything to do with cars. And, you know, we just learned how to do everything. My dad was very, um, a mechanically minded guy and he, he did a good job of passing that stuff down to me and I'm very appreciative of that so it's definitely a skill that can come in very very handy and even makes you uh, an important person for other people to know because the more you know about things all these skills that I'm talking about today, it makes you a person who people love to be a friend with you know because you can help them do things as well and that's always a great uh, bartering uh, uh, thing to have, you know, if you can barter your skills, uh, it can come in pretty handy. You might want to just do things because you're friendly and whatnot. And that's a great thing to do. I do a lot of that, but it's also nice to say, Hey, can you help me, um, you know, uh, do a tune up on my car and I'll, you know, buy you this, or I'll give you a, you know, whatever here, or give you a couple dozen eggs if you don't raise chickens or whatever. I mean, it can be a valuable barter skill, any one of these things for helping out other folks. So those are what I want to talk about today. I think these are these other homesteading skills that we don't talk enough about, but are in a lot of ways just as valuable and maybe sometimes even more valuable than those um, those uh, things that look good on the website, <laughs> you know, the, the, the feeding the animals and the gardening and all that kind of stuff. So that's what I want to talk about today. Again, I want to make the couple recommendations. YouTube is without a doubt going to be your best resource for learning these skills. Um, another thing I'll tell you about is I'll put a link to it in the show notes, is the Chilton DIY manuals. When it comes to doing uh, mechanic uh, maintenance on your uh, car uh, and some other equipment too, they make manuals through Chilton um, that are really, really useful. I have a lot of Chilton manuals on my uh, cars and um, that I've owned and the ones I currently own. And uh, 
yeah, YouTube is valuable, but there's just times, you know, you need to look up a, a torque uh, rating or something like that on something uh, for your car. Chilt manuals are really handy for that. But just having Internet access is is pretty valuable uh, for looking those things up as well. But having a book on hand, I'm a book guy, so having a book on hand is always useful to me. Uh, on our Homestead Life segment uh, today, uh, what am I going to talk about that's better in my life because of homesteading? And that is canning the harvest. And I don't mean the actual act of canning that has made my life better. In fact, that's a lot of hard work, and I don't enjoy that all that much. But what I mean is that feeling uh, you get when there is you know, a foot of snow on the ground, and uh, you reach into your cupboard, and you pull out a jar that has been in there for months, and you fix a healthy, tasty, hot meal that came from your garden in the middle of winter. And that's a great feeling, and it's something that uh, I think my life's better uh, because of and that has entirely to do with homesteading i wouldn't be doing that if it wasn't for homesteading so um canning is a is a really a uh, great uh, part of my life and 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 i hope it is in yours as well so uh that's what i enjoy about the homesteading life today uh thanks for joining me today folks hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll uh, uh we'll catch you next time happy homesteading and god bless <laughs> <laughs>